I know the majority of you just want to live a good life, want your business to support you financially, want your business to provide you flexibility, want your business to give you the kind of freedom. You likely walked away from something else to do this because it gave you hope that you could make it work for you. Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got crash plan smart recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. CrashPlan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. I'm really nervous to record this episode, and I hope I can make it through without too many tears, but I imagine crying will be inevitable. Today, when I'm recording this, it marks seven years since I was in a five-car pileup and suffered a traumatic brain injury. And some of you have been around that long. Some of you remember who I was before the accident and who I've become, but so many of you are new and have never heard this story before. Now, even if you have heard this story, I can guarantee you I haven't shared everything with you for a variety of reasons. But today, I really wanted to open up as to why this event not only changed the trajectory of my life, but really gave me pause as to how I wanted to show up in this world, what people really need, and how you can be successful despite all of the things that are going on in your life, even when they feel limiting, even when they feel impossible. I don't have all the answers, but I can share my experience and I can give you some perspective as to what it's like to deal with chronic health conditions while building a business and providing for my family financially. So I hope you're ready to go on this journey with me. I'm not sure I'm ready to share, even though it's been seven years, but I think it's an important conversation we need to have. 
The day it happened was a pretty typical day in my business. I had been working all morning on a project and collaborating with my team to make things happen, to get things done. And I was excited and I was feeling good. So much so I missed lunch and I was starving. And so I hopped in my car into what I thought was going to be a very quick trip down the street to grab a cheeseburger. And that trip changed everything. Less than a mile from my home, I was in a very severe car accident. A trailer was leaving a parking lot and cut off oncoming traffic. And we were coming up over a bridge onto a very busy street. Several people in front of me slammed on their brakes. And for the most part, it seemed like everything was going to be okay. Potentially still a fender bender, potentially still a rear end situation until the person behind me didn't stop. I don't know if they didn't see it. I don't know if they didn't react fast enough. I couldn't tell you. But in a split second, someone who didn't put on their brakes, who didn't slow down, who wasn't paying attention to the road, hit me from behind and slammed me into the vehicle in front of me. And it felt like I was a marble in a pinball machine. My car was reverberating back and forth between two vehicles. And I'm so short that as the driver of this vehicle, my knees were slammed into the dashboard of my own car. My head whiplashed back and forth multiple times. And luckily, I had my seatbelt on and did what I could to protect my own body. The interesting thing that still doesn't make sense to my brain is that I was able to walk off this scene. I got out of my car. I stood up and was able to see what had happened. It was so severe, they blocked the entire street off. There was multiple ambulances, multiple fire trucks, multiple police cars, and they ushered us all into a nearby parking lot to do paperwork and have all the things happen. And honestly, that part's a blur. I remember my spouse showing up in our pickup truck handling a bunch of the conversations. And I was just sitting on the side of the road, sitting on the curb, questioning everything. I was on an adrenaline high that I can't quite explain. And I was continuing to tell myself that I'm okay, because on the outside, it looked like it was. I had a few lacerations, but nothing major. I wasn't massively bleeding. I didn't have any broken bones. And to feel as terrible as I did and to visually look completely okay is wild. The ambulances left. The police cars went away. And my spouse knew I needed to go to the hospital. I could have ridden in an ambulance, but it would have cost me a lot of money. 
And that wasn't necessarily money I had at the time. I was nervous and scared, but knew that I needed to get looked at because I was not okay. And I was having a hard time even explaining what that meant or how I felt because it just was such a whirlwind of emotions and feelings and frustration. Keep in mind, I still hadn't eaten at all. (laughs) So I hadn't had an ounce of food and it's like three o'clock in the afternoon at this point. We're on the way to the hospital. Jared grabbed like a cheese stick and some water and we went. They were concerned enough that they did multiple CT scans and hooked me up to a bunch of monitors. And at the time, it's, it's honestly wild to even think about this, but going live was really common on Facebook. And you kind of went live for no reason and every reason. And I was used to doing this all the time in my business anyway. And so in a very adrenaline-based stupor, I decided it was a good idea to go live in my 30,000-person Facebook group and tell everybody I was okay. But I wasn't okay. (laughs) About 30 seconds into the video, you can hear every alarm going off in my room because my heart was bottoming out and quickly rising all the, like it was just going it was all over the place i was tachycardic and up and down left and right it was wild and i was like i'm fine guys and then clearly was not and immediately hung up the call and just laid in this bed completely confused about what the future would hold they released me despite my heart rate being completely unpredictable they said I was okay. And they sent me home. By the time we left the hospital, I could barely walk. My knees had hit that dashboard so hard. I had very, very intense bone bruising that was not visible on the outside of my body yet. The next day, my knees turned black. But when I was in the hospital there wasn't really anything visually wrong with me. So I hobbled to the car the best I could. The next day, I couldn't walk at all. I had to crawl to go to the restroom. I'm pretty sure I slept for 18 hours. But I didn't know anything was wrong. They just said I was fine. They sent me home. And I knew I wasn't fine, but I couldn't have possibly described what was happening. I was just in so much pain, pain in every part of my body and definitely in my head. Less than 10 days after the accident, I flew to Palm Springs, which was a terrible idea, by the way, to speak at a conference. So I spoke on a stage in what I can only describe as like a total stupor. I didn't know what was wrong with me yet. I didn't even really fully have all the symptoms that I ultimately would have because my body was still in shock. It took six weeks after the accident for them to even acknowledge that I could have possibly had a concussion and later diagnosed me as having a TBI. 
And because of that, I had no concussion protocol. I had no proper rest. I was just stuck on a pile of drugs immediately. Painkillers, muscle relaxers, nerve pain medication. Like I can't even tell you how many things I was on. But I was progressively getting worse, not better. And we were in the midst of planning for what would ultimately be Emily's baby arriving in January. Emily was set to adopt Penelope in January of that year. And we had been planning for months and months for her to go on mat leave. But by the time January rolled around, I was not functional at all. So both of us took time off simultaneously and the business kept running. Now, as I kept getting worse, I kept getting more quiet about everything that was going on because it went from I'm not feeling well to I was in doctor's offices every single day. I was in therapy multiple hours every day of the week, going to physical therapy, cognitive therapy, vestibular therapy. And it took so long to get access to the recovery tools that I needed because I had so many doctors gaslight me. I had entire hospital systems that would take my appointment and then cancel it when they found out it had to do with a motor vehicle accident. The medical system in America is so broken and I was so sick and I didn't know what was going to help me get better. I had no idea. I was so scared that if people knew the intensity of what I was going through, that they would think I wasn't able to support them that I wasn't going to be helpful on their journey or that I wasn't going to be present. And I think to some extent I couldn't be like to some extent I couldn't be all the way there for my clients or my students. And I also needed my business to financially still work because it was our primary source of income. And I was the financial breadwinner in our family. For our entire marriage, I thought if people knew that I had a traumatic brain injury, that my business would close, that I wouldn't have any clients or any source of income and wouldn't have a way to pay the medical bills that just continued to stack up and stack up. Now, the other part of it was because this was such a flurry of so many medical things happening simultaneously, we did ultimately decide to litigate over the accident. Insurance wasn't enough. We were so concerned that what I was going through was never going to end. And We weren't sure what the future held. And honestly, we still don't know what the future holds. While I have come so far and I'm incredibly on the other side of the situation in a lot of ways, there's still a ton of risk for me in the future. 
like the likelihood of early onset dementia is huge. The likelihood that I will need long-term care longer than my partner is pretty likely. And that's so scary to be in your 20s and be thinking about how you're going to die someday. Like, I can't even explain to you how scared I was. And honestly, I didn't have the time or the brain power to even really assess what was going on because I was in so much pain. I had the same migraine for more than three years, as in the migraine that started the day of my accident never went away. I'd go to sleep with it. I'd wake up with it. The intensity would go up and down, but it was never gone ever for multiple years in a row. And anyone who's had a migraine who lasts even a couple of days knows how it will drive you absolutely crazy. But learning to live in chronic pain while attempting to run a business felt like the most impossible thing I've ever done in my life because we decided to litigate and ultimately sue the other insurance company, we were required to not say anything. Not that we couldn't say anything, but you know how they say anything you say can well be used against you in the court of law. That's what was happening. Like anything I posted online, anything I said out loud, anything I said on this podcast, all of that could be used in court. And so I got so quiet. And instead, every single day was told to document my symptoms, how much medication I took, and what doctors I saw. I had a spreadsheet that scrolled for days and days and days, and I hated looking at it. It made me want to vomit. Honestly, it made me want to vomit because the screen made me want to vomit, but it made me want to vomit because documenting how you feel when you don't see any positive changes for months at a time, it really erodes your ability to have hope for the future. Now, part of it was simply that I was embarrassed. And the fact that I feel that way or felt that way makes me sad because there was nothing to be embarrassed of. What I was going through was hard. It was complicated. It was confusing. And if multiple doctors with decades of background in brain health couldn't figure it out, then why was I so embarrassed about what it took for me to show up to even be a little bit functional, to even participate a little bit in my life or my business or my marriage? I was embarrassed that I worked most days in my pajamas because any sort of tight-fitting clothing just added to the pain I wore the softest pair of pants and loosest fitting t-shirts I could find to just reduce any sort of friction. I could no longer physically sit at a desk to do my job. We had to buy a couch that had a built-in recliner and a laptop so that I could attempt 
to work for a couple of hours a day. And at one point, my facial structure started changing. As my nervous system healed, one side of my face completely started drooping and my smile became lopsided. For years, I had been showing up, showing my face, getting visible. And all of a sudden, all I wanted to do was hide. I didn't want anyone to see how I looked because I knew they'd be able to tell. And the funny thing is, I don't think most people could. The majority of my symptoms were completely invisible to the naked eye. And suffering was something that someone else can't see is so isolating. And I know so many of you have experienced something like that sometime in your life and know just how frustrating it is to feel alone and what you're suffering through. I did a lot to cover up what was really going on because it was so fucking hard. I don't know how I made it through those first couple of years. I think back and I think I was 40 or 50% better within six or nine months and maybe 80% better within two years. But those last 10, 15, and even 5% took so long for me to get to the point where I finally said, I think I'm 100% back. It took me five full years before I finally said, I think I got this. And even saying that is not 100% true. It took me five years to figure out how to accommodate myself. It took me five years to figure out how to live and reduce pain and reduce symptoms and be able to manage flares. But it doesn't mean that it's all gone. It doesn't mean that I don't have hard days or bad weeks or times when I am so scared. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Looking back, I think only just now am I realizing how many accommodations I made to make this business work while I was recovering. And so many more that I've kept and maintained and adopted is just normal everyday life to keep me healthy, to keep me sane, to keep me feeling my best. I changed how we launched. So it would be less taxing and less overwhelming and more structured and less frequent. (laughs) I changed how we sold and what we sold. So it would require less of me showing up on a scheduled basis because I never knew when I was going to have a bad day. I did so much less one-on-one work for so many years and started doing more things that I could do in a group setting or I could work on the end product before I even sold it and still provide intense value. But in times where I couldn't be present, it was still delivering on my behalf. I think accommodations in life are so under-talked about. You hear about in the HR world, that you're allowed to ask for reasonable accommodations for your job. Like, for instance, a chair, if you're a checkout person at a grocery store, that would be considered a reasonable accommodation. But we don't talk about accommodations in business, especially when you own it. Like, I've never, literally ever heard anyone else discuss that. And I don't know if it's because they all somehow have the most healthy life. I don't necessarily think that's true. I think everyone who has figured this out in some way is naturally doing this. 
but they're not talking about it because to them, it feels normal. To them, it feels like the everyday. But the other people that aren't where they want to be yet, or it's not working the way they want it to, or they feel like there's things that are holding them back, it's almost always because you haven't accommodated your needs. And I'm not just talking about physical needs or needs surrounding your health. There's so many things that come up. You guys are the fiercest community I have ever seen in my life. And I don't know if it's because I've gone through so much that you feel so comfortable sharing with me what you're going through. It's been such a blessing to know your stories. I don't see anyone else talking about how to build a business when life gets hard, when life gets messy, when life throws you curveballs. I believe in building a business that supports you right now in the life that you have, but also allows you to mold it into what you need in the future. And when I say you guys are strong, like I need you to know there are people in this community that are battling cancer. There are people in this community who have had their entire house burned down. There are people in this community who have struggled with miscarriage and infertility and loss, chronic pain, autoimmune conditions, an aging parent or grandparent, a child with developmental delays. The things you guys are going through are earth shattering life-changing events, and you do not give yourself enough credit for how strong you are, for how much you've overcome, and for how much you've shown up for yourself when you felt like you couldn't. You deserve an award. If I could take back that day, if I could have not been in that accident, of course I wouldn't. Of course I wouldn't have done it. Because it caused me years of pain and suffering, and I lost so many moments. Some of them because I literally can't remember them because I had years of not being able to functionally store long-term memories as well as my peers. But also, there are so many parts of my life that I likely imagine would be completely different. Like We were struggling with infertility before this happened. But when medically you become an absolute disaster and you're on multiple opioids and steroids and nerve block medication and you're getting pain injections every three months, do you think that figuring out how to have a baby is on your radar? No, it's not. I will likely never have children because of one day. And that's so hard. I'm trying so hard to hold it together, but I just had to stop to wipe my tears and try to compose myself. I wish that there was more transparency. Going through what I've been through and knowing how much I kept behind closed doors, I wish I hadn't. I know why I did. I did it to protect myself. I did it to protect my family. But I'm sharing now because you guys deserve an advocate. I don't have a $20 million company and a team of 25 people. I could have. I probably would have if I hadn't been in this accident. My life is completely different because of this one day. 
but I know that I'm here to be hope, to give you guidance, to give you structure, to give you permission to not be okay sometimes, to not have it all figured out, to not know what you need, to not know how to make changes. I'm so over this, like, my life's all together and everything's great and you should want what I have. And it's like, that's such BS. There's so many parts of my life that are beautiful. I have a beautiful home. I have three adorable dogs. My house kind of looks like a magazine because I have no kids to mess it up. And I'm, I've gone through a lot this year. Like so much. And I know you have too. And I'm just so tired of everyone pretending they're okay all the time and they're not. I promise you guys, I have a point. I genuinely do. Okay. While this may have completely put me on a new path, it has highlighted to me the need for so many people who I have been so scared to serve because I felt like I was too much in the middle of it. When I started opening up about this initially, we had droves, I mean, hundreds of messages from people going through their own sets of challenges, whether it was medical challenges or family challenges or life challenges or financial challenges. And I got so overwhelmed because I was still in the middle of it. And not that I'm out of it, but like there is a big part of my life that has had healing. And when that was happening, I was still trudging through this. And I was not ready to support that community. I am so much stronger now. And this is a risk for me. Like, I know that it is so much harder to support people that are struggling. Like, I know that because I know how unpredictable I was for so long. But even if your life is seemingly stable and quote unquote normal, like I just want to provide a different perspective. Could you build a business that just continues to grow and continues to be stable and you bring in employees and scale the thing and like eventually you walk away or eventually you sell it? You can. I'm not saying you shouldn't. But for the majority of you listening, that's just not practical. And it doesn't acknowledge the fact that the majority of you do not have access to funding. Like so much of what you see in these startup kind of cultures are things that are backed by sometimes millions of dollars. And you guys are bootstrapping it. You're figuring it out. You're reinvesting what you've earned back into your businesses. And I just don't know if it's practical for a lot of you to build 20-person teams. Now, if you want that, 
I'm here for you and I love you and I want to cheer you on. But I know the majority of you just want to live a good life, want your business to support you financially, want your business to provide you flexibility, want your business to give you the kind of freedom. You likely walked away from something else to do this because it gave you hope that you could make it work for you. And then somehow in the midst of it, you felt the need to be more rigid. And I just don't think that's fair to yourself now or your future. You can build a business that works for you. It doesn't have to be practical to anyone else. You can build a business that supports you financially and serves you in the season you're in and allows you to build towards your future. I had massive medical issues for multiple years in this business. My business kept growing. I was able to save for my future to the point that I can retire far sooner than the majority of my peers. And not because I'm a magician or a con artist or whatever. I just made sure that the business structure that I was operating in was accommodating the life I had and the lifestyle I wanted. Give yourself some permission to have it grow and flex and change with you. And I'm not saying you're not going to have days where you have conflicting ideas about what that looks like. Just yesterday, I had a list of things I wanted to accomplish, things I wanted to get done, and I was completely taken off my feet with grief, like ball your eyes out crying for hours. And I was beating myself up. Like you should be recording that reel. You should be posting that thing on social. You should be writing that email. No, I should be respecting the fact that I've been through hard shit and this is a really hard day. And today I'm celebrating as much as it's painful and hard and confusing. I am celebrating the woman who trudged through the mud, who made changes when everyone else thought I was just fine, who got the support system behind the scenes to make sure I was mentally and physically processing everything that was happening. I am so proud of her. You can simultaneously miss a version of yourself that you used to be that you somehow lost along the way and be proud of the person you've become in spite of it. Those two things aren't conflicting. They're beautiful and connected and important. The way I'm running this business is not practical, (laughs) is not designed to reach the most people. It's not going to make it the biggest it could be. Me being transparent about what's really happening will make people leave. Some people checked out this episode 30 minutes ago and said, I'm never listening to this girl again. And I could be upset about that. Or I could appreciate that the people that stick around are here because they need this. Because I didn't have anyone. There was no one showing you that you could struggle and still be successful. It was either perfect life, 
perfect marriage, perfect house, perfect family, or you're broke. Like there was no one showing you that you can be financially successful and still have challenges that come and go big and small in multiple areas of your life. It's not always going to happen in one place. It's not always going to be just health or just relationships or just your kids. Sometimes it feels like you're in a fucking thunderstorm where it's all raining down on you all at once from every direction. And I need you to know that is normal. What you're seeing out in the world is this jaded perspective of what people think you want to see, not what's really happening, not what's really going on. You're seeing two minutes of someone's day. You're seeing the curated, thought-out, planned version. Don't get me wrong. I am still doing things publicly that look polished, that look put together, because I know they attract people. Having good lighting and good photos and your hair done and your makeup done, more people watch, more people listen. Like I get why you do it. I do it too because I need to make money so that my family can continue to run, so I can continue to pay my employees. But I think you can be both. I think you can have good days and bad days. I think you can show up in a polished, professional manner and have your life fall apart. I think you can cry all afternoon and just say, it doesn't matter today. I wanted to create a community where people felt safe. Community is what started this business. Community is what continues to be why I'm here. Hearing your stories, hearing the unique things you're going through, hearing how you handle clients, hearing how you want to support your business, hearing how you want to market, hearing your exciting new ideas, the good, the bad, the ugly, the inspirational. I'm here for all of it. I originally started the co-op because I wanted to have a piece of my business be sellable. The creative template shop was started without my face in it, without my business being too involved because I wanted to to exist over here so that someday it could be my retirement plan. But the, But the thing is, I don't need it to be. I've saved enough in other places that I don't need my business to be sellable for my future. And because of that, I changed everything. And I mean literally everything behind the scenes in this business in the last three months. And I have been redesigning the co-op from the ground up to infuse me and my strategies and my ideas and the things that really do make businesses work, even when life throws you curveballs. I want to provide you every necessary tool that is either going to save you time or make you more money or going to accommodate your needs. And I'm not done. I have so many ideas. I have so many things I want to build. So many things that are coming. I am working as fast as I can while also respecting that I'm a human who has personal needs. And in just a few weeks, I genuinely hope we are ready to get this out into the world. We have not picked a launch date yet because 
there is just a lot that makes this thing work. But I'm really, 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 really hoping by the end of November, you will have access to the brand new Creative Template Shop site. But I want to start supporting you now. I want to support you where you're at now with the exciting things you're pursuing now in the parts of life that you're scared to talk about. I want to be here for all of it. You deserve it. You deserve a friend. You deserve a community. You deserve a place where people will support you. And so I want you to be a part of it. If you go to creativetemplateshop.com slash join, you're not going to see this vision yet because the new site isn't out. There's a whole lot of things at play for that. But I want you to know behind the scenes, once you join, you're going to get access to so many strategies. You're going to get access to one of my favorite workshops ever about dropping the perfectionism and talking about having an experimental mindset. And you're going to get the exact formula for how I was able to book out my agency in 30 days when I started my business. Strategies that still work now. You're getting access to workshops. You're getting access to five different online events that we've held with hundreds of hours of outside experts weighing in on how you can show up when you feel like you can show up. And all of the incredible tools that we've already built at creativetempleshop.com. All of that. Plus community. Community is new to this specific offer. And something I have downplayed because it's still nerve-wracking to promise something when you're not sure what life will throw at you. But I know that even on days when I can't be there, you supporting each other is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I'm excited for all the things it has been and all the things it will become And I want you to know that this is my primary focus. It is the thing I'm investing my time and energy into, and it is the thing I want you to be a part of. So you can go to creativetemplateshop.com slash join and be a part of this. I'm here for you. I love you. And I can't wait to see all the things you accomplish, no matter what happens with your life. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. 
Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.